Hello and welcome to another episode of Fintech Focus TV with me, Toby Babb. Today, I am absolutely delighted to be back and joined by Gary Brown from Debt Register. Gary, how are you? Very good, thank you, Toby. How are you? Very good indeed, thanks. Very good indeed. Listen, great to have you on the show. I like the uh, like the company so much, it worked for us that we wanted to have you on it. So so as a, in, as a sort of bastardization of Victor Kayyem's uh, message from many years ago. Um, tell us a little bit about it. Look, I think it's, an, it's, a, it's a phenomenal and fascinating area that you're working in. It's a development of, of, a, of a business idea that you've been in for many, many years now. Uh, and you, you, you're innovating and pivoting in something very exciting. Give us a little bit of, a, of, of the background into debt, debt Register. So we started Debt Register um, probably eight, nine years ago in our commercial debt recovery company and using it to help us generate leverage on debts where we weren't getting any traction. Uh, and ultimately, um, we were chasing kind of large international debts. And we were successful in collecting a very large debt from a company uh, out in Saudi Arabia. And at that point, we kind of realized that we were onto something. Uh, and then over the years, we've been kind of finessing the internal product. Uh, and then following COVID, we decided uh, to try and produce something to help other companies collect their debts. Because we see the landscape with the, you know, how high amount of borrowing kind of stimulating payments at the moment. Uh, and what's going to happen as far as the high volume of business failure and also, uh, you know, the kind of cascade knock-on effect of what that will create. Um, the, the businesses are going to need assistance in prioritising their payments. Um, the legal process in the UK uh, has been pretty useless, uh, in all fairness, uh, and has been for a number of years. The courts have upped their fees. The amount of money that you can recover has been... Uh, you know, reduced if you don't have a claim, say, for example, under £10,000, you can't recover your cost for any representation. Uh, Pre-pandemic, you were looking at eight months before you had a hearing. Post-pandemic, I think, truth is anyone's guess, uh, probably looking at, you know, 15, 18 months, two years. Um, so it's extraordinary, isn't it? It's worrying. From a, from a legal perspective, you know, I, I personally am, believe legal action is dead as far as it comes to, you know, commercial debt. I don't think uh, the legal action has supported the business owners uh, and the stakeholders for many years. And I think, you know, the pandemic uh, has only made that worse. And it's probably highlighted the incompetence of the, of the courts and the legal process and their lack of investment in technology to make them provide a service that can be, uh, have consistency throughout the pandemic. Yeah, and I think this is really interesting because, you know, we've all, I think anyone watching it would have had their frustrations with uh, you know, chasing debt and then the legal constraints of what you know it's, it's never a uh, it's never a good look or a present process to go down the courts and in, in, in that sort of uh, you know that sort of room, which probably leads to write-offs in a number of different areas so you've seen that sort of issue uh, and as you said look the, the investment in tech has, has been uh, sparse in, in the legal world for some time tell us a little bit about how you the, the issue you've seen and how you how you're looking to solve it well i think the problem that a lot of businesses incur is, is having to write debts off. You know, you sell your goods and services um, and people should be polite enough to pay you. I think that's a reasonable request, you know. Um, but unfortunately in business, that isn't the case. Uh, and that's a situation that seems to get you know worse over the years. So the mechanisms available to the business owner is to look at taking legal action. 
um, or to use a, a debt collection agency. Mm. Ultimately, both of which take too long before any real uh, consequences is delivered to the debtor. So if you have a business um, today, somebody owed you money uh, and issue proceedings, then you could put in a spurious defence and it might be, you know, as I said, 15 months, two years before you have a court date, um, at which time if my business is still trading post-pandemic, I'll meet the person on the steps of the courts, apologise profusely, shake their hand, give them a cheque for the debt and each party will go their own separate way. And the reality of that situation is at no point until the judgment has been awarded does anything affect the credit uh, profile of the company that owes the money. So the pro the time period is too long. You know, this is the way that we highlighted uh, our product can help. And, and that in a normal chase process, you're looking at 10 weeks from the issuing of an LBA to the issuing of court action to summary judgment, which is effectively judgment awarded by default. It, uh, you know, and 10 weeks before it hits the credit profile. With debt register, um, which uses the debtor's credit profile as leverage, that all happens within a week. So if you don't make payment of the debt, we're going to log notification of the default to the credit reference agencies and we partner with Dun & Bradstreet and Experian. And as a result, as you found out for yourself, uh, you know, um, debtors pay because Debtors are going to be making decisions on who do I pay. There needs to be, you know, a different outlook. We all look at chasing the sale and coming out with our kind of USP in business. Uh, it's a sense your invoices will soon need their own kind of unique pain point, I guess, you know, mm. because you're going to be competing against other people's invoices because cash flow is going to become, uh, you know, restrictive. And so this then comes into that to, to recognise that particular issue, to recognise this sort of uh, squeeze point that's out there in the marketplace and saying that this is something which can save enormous amounts of time, effort and money in, in, in the whole process as well, right? Yeah. So the, 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 you know, what we're seeing from our own use of the platform is that it changes the energy of the business. You know, you can spend weeks and months having your credit control team chase people for money. If there's no real consequence driving the need for them to make payment to you, then you'll just keep on that kind of merry-go-round in a sense. You know, you're stuck on that carousel of chasing. What happens with debt register because it draws a line in the sand and says, hey, you know, if you don't make payment to us within seven days, we're going to log this notification of default to the credit reference agencies. It stops the carousel and requires the person to kind of get off and chase you and say, oh, I need to pay this, which is, you know, you, you, your team saw, I think the debt that you guys put on there was over 250 days overdue and it was paid within four days of the debt being put onto the platform. Yeah, it was, a, it was a quick resolution. It's, uh, it's, it's great. You know, it works. We built a piece of kit that, that, that delivers as long as it's a commercial debt, it doesn't make a difference. Um, you know, how big that debt is, debt register will deliver the consequence. And, you know, there's quite a number of interesting bits of technology that we've bolted into the platform that help us make sure that we're engaging with the right people. And where did that tech, where did that tech come into it for you? So, so you know, I think it's fair to say that tech isn't necessarily your, your uh, out and out background. T tell us about how you saw technology and were able to adapt to it to, to bring that to value yeah. with, you know, with, with your other experience. Well, as you're right, I'm a, I'm a non-technical founder, um, which brings its challenges when you're talking to uh, tech people. You know, we've we've added kind of more modern common sense, I guess, using tech to the to the chase process. So, like standard um, stuff that's available in the market, like tracking emails, and you know, like 
gone are the days of needing a read receipt. You can embed a packet within the email um, that as soon as it gets oxidized, lets you know whether the email has been received or not. Using technology like that gives us better uh, transparency that the data we're chasing is, uh, you know, reading the communications and the communications are being delivered, which enables us to you know, drive a workflow based on the outcome of that communication being confirmed, which increases data engagement. I think the other thing that we've been used technologies to afford the debtor good transparency on what's outstanding um, by giving the debtor their own login to a portal so they can see full outstanding uh, details of the claim and also um, having the um, ability for the debtor to confirm uh, whether the debt's disputed, whether the debt's been paid previously or whether the debt's being paid. Um, and we also push your bank details uh, with the claim that we issue uh, so that you guys get paid directly, you know, rather than if you're going down the legal route mm. or going down the debt collection route, invariably it's the further solicitors or the debt collection agency that gets paid and then you have to wait, you know, another three or four weeks before they discharge the funds back to yourself. Moving from there. I think, I think the interesting thing for me there is, is as a, as a non-tech founder um, using tech solutions is, is it's that logic, which is so important. So we see an awful lot of businesses in the, in the fintech space that are, uh, tech-driven founders who are maybe missing the sort of commercial element of what's important you know, to that. And that's why you see an awful lot of, uh, of businesses with great ideas floundering because they haven't got that sort of real commerciality to what the problem they're solving is, isn't there? I think what's interesting about you doing it the other way is bringing in great tech, but alongside it with a workflow that's really based on solving the actual issues. You can collide two worlds together there to add real value to what you're looking to do. Is that something you're seeing the advantage of? Yeah, I think, you know, Given that I understand the industry, I've been in it for 20 plus years. I know how debts work. I, you know, I know that leverage is the key to every debt getting paid. If someone's, you know, not paying you, that having that knowledge and and experience has helped me direct my development team accordingly to make sure that we mm. got, a, you know, a decent piece of kit uh, delivered. I think we were surprised how good it is out the box. I think that's a, a you know, a, a good thing from our perspective. And I know that there's a number of things in our dev queue that will enable us to make it even better. So that's also, you know, uh, kind of promising from our perspective. Um, yeah, I think that was, a, that was an interesting thing where you, where, that you said to me where it was, uh, you were surprised at how well it had, uh, it, it, it had worked so quickly. Tell us a little bit about that journey. Yeah, I, I think, well, I, I did a development project four or five years ago spent a reasonable amount of money on a different project and that didn't work out, but I learned a lot from that project that's helped me on this project. But you never know with technology because I think there is that risk that you build something. Can you, you, you generally have to commit a reasonable amount financially to try and you know, get the experiment, to get your MVP out there. When we first kind of put it out there, we were um, chasing American debt on behalf of one of our uh, US corporates and the debts that they loaded were 392 days overdue. And off that first portfolio, I think we recovered 87.2% um, success rate on debts that were like over a year overdue. And we were kind of pitching it thinking, well, you know, if we get 50%, that would be good. Mm. Um, so to, to exceed that um, is, you know, brilliant. And I think we're the more... That, you know, we evolve the platform, we can get that better. I think, you know, the, the, the fact that there is going to be competition for payments, there is going to be, you know, companies will be paying the companies that they 
need to continue to trade. So, for example, in your sector, in the recruitment sector, if someone's already fulfilled all their vacancies and they're no longer recruiting, there's no urgency to pay the recruitment agency. It's a bit like, um, you know, if you're a news agent and you have a Christmas uh, supplier for your Christmas wrap and paper and your Christmas cards, the likelihood of them being a priority payment in February is quite low. <laughs> Yeah. So trying to create a leverage point, you know, I'm going to put you on stop. Well, that moment disappears. So once you can't put that person on stop, if that company has limited cash flow, then they're going to obviously make payment to the companies they need. They're going to need their newspapers in the shop. So the newspaper supplier gets paid first. Start, you know, staff get paid. You need the heating, the electric, the alarm company. All of those key suppliers get paid first. And then it's the matter of well, what money's left and who else needs to be paid. Debt register puts you on that priority because debt register is saying, okay, well, if you don't pay us, we're going to leverage your whole supply chain. We're going to tell all your suppliers you're not paying people. Mm. And from a business, you know, owner, people that are making the payments, it's generally too big to to gamble with. So that's why it prioritizes your payment. Yeah, which is beautifully simple, simple in its uh, in its execution, isn't it? Tell me a little bit. Look, this is always a, a concern, and I think I probably know the answer to what you're going to say here. But there's always a concern about the sort of customer experience of, of, of when debt management comes into, into play, right? You, you know, you're there and uh, you don't want to be seen as uh, the bad guys for one of a, a, a less mature <laughs> um, mm. uh, announcement of it in terms of how you how you go in and do that. And obviously with this sort of uh, leverage or threat as you want, you know, whichever way you want to, you want to fall on, on that, it can be damaging to, uh, to, you know, to client relationships. How do you, how do you manage that side of it as well? You're right. I think that there are always companies that are, that are going to be maybe more sensitive than others. Um, I think, you know, whilst I mentioned earlier that we're a lot quicker than, than legal action, what we're finding is most companies see that we're, we're, a, less, um, we're a lesser evil, if that's the right word. You know, yeah. the, the, the uh, solution that we've built is less final. You know, debt, legal action generally, if you've had to take legal action against one of your clients, you don't generally want to deal with them again if you've had to take it that far. Yeah. It, you know, I think debt register kind of has a very reasonable consequence. There's nothing really unreasonable about saying, well, look, we're going to give you seven days to pay us. And if you don't pay us, we're going to report you to, you know, credit reference agencies. I think yeah. most larger corporates do it. You know, we all know that if we don't pay our credit card bills, it's going to affect our credit score. Yeah. It's quite a common practice to happen. And all we're really yeah. doing is bringing that into the commercial world and making it accessible for all parties through a pretty straightforward and slick platform. Yeah, yeah. And this is an interesting time as well. As you said, look, this is something you've accelerated to the, you know, to the wider market. I know you've got noble intent in some of the things you're looking to do with it as well. And there's a, there's you know some some fairly uh, significant advertising you're going to be putting behind it to really sort of push it to, you know, push it forward as a, as a brand business at the moment. Because... We're in this incredible time right now for entrepreneurialism within the business. And I know that sort of sounds a little bit um, insensitive to be looking at this, but there is huge opportunities in the market like we're sat in today, right? And uh, and and what we are, uh, you know, if you speak to anyone, you're talking about a, a an impending you know, increase of, of of debt globally at the moment, with uh, you know with very little sort of forecast as to what that looks like in the new world. Tell us a little bit about why this is a why this is a good time to be sort of advancing the business and, and what you're seeing and what you're anticipating happening in the marketplaces over the next, next year or two. Yeah, I think you know it doesn't take the, the you know a chief economist to realise that the, the, <laughs> the business world is going to be struggling. You know, I think we've all known that we're kind of being given a, a, a as a business owner 
uh, a task to budget and work out, um, you know, there's going to be a, a, a downturn in businesses. Obviously, there's some businesses that benefit from the pandemic, but the majority of us are probably, you know, having a, a downturn to business. And as business owners and business leaders, we're being asked to prepare for this downturn, but no one's telling us how long that downturn is going to be. You know, I think we all hoped when it started in March 2020 that we'd be well out of the woods by now. Uh, we don't know how far that is, and and the undergrowth seems to be growing quicker than than, than our exit strategy. So um, we are confident, uh, or you can confidently predict that that business is going to struggle as a result of uh, you know what's happened, and there's going to be massive knock-on effects from business to business. So I unfortunately do foresee that that cash and getting paid is going to be more challenging. I say unfortunate because. You know, I want all businesses to thrive. I've spent 18 plus years building one of my companies um, in the kind of debt area. And, and, you know, unfortunately, there are people that have spent just as much hard work and energy building their companies and, and they're not going to survive. And I think that's that's tragic because it's through no fault mm. of their own. Um, you know, and if we it's can genuine, help, genuine force majeure, isn't it? In that? Yeah. You know, and if we, you know, debt registers say it kind of is much better than we thought out of the box. So the, the long term plan for debt register is to offer all companies free trials, free credits, and, and to replenish those free credits every year so they can load debts in. And hopefully that will help some of the smaller businesses get their debts paid because, you know, the, there's a massive repercussion of outstanding invoices. You know, the cash flow of the businesses, the lifeblood it was before the pandemic, it's only going to be more. Um, you know, as business owners, if you're not getting paid, you, you stress more because you're wasting, well, how am I going to pay this? How am I going to pay that? The volume of chasing increases that puts more pressure on you as a business owner so you know hopefully through working with larger corporates and, and selling licenses through larger corporates that'll free up the ability to offer our services to some of the smaller companies and help them navigate their way out of this current situation that sort of philanthropic angle is quite interesting and it's uh, and i know it's you know there's certain things there that you you, you and i have spoken about in the past that sort of uh, really pushed that what, what's what's been your sort of um your purpose, your motivation behind behind that? Just the way I am. I don't, um, I just think if you can help people, you help people, you know, I think that's where we should be. Um, I know you're very similar to me in that in that vein, really. It's, it's, it's just how life should be. You know, I think yeah. I was raised that way by my parents and my grandparents. And, and to me, it's the way that business should be. If we can, um, you know, help somebody and you've got something that can help them, uh, then try where you can. Really. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, I, I fully agree with that. So, so just coming in and, look, and looking at this, this a little bit further. So, so we've got this sort of mounting, um, you know, mounting debt crisis that that you know is potentially behind this pandemic, the, the sort of tsunami of um, you know bounce back loans and and C bills that, that will be growing back and, and maturing over the course of the next couple of years. I, you know, I've got a copy of the Sunday Times here where where uh, we talk about tenants brace for clashes with owners as spring cliff edge looms as sort of daunting you know, headlines that are out there in the marketplace at the moment. What are, what are things that people can be doing to, to get themselves ahead of this and, and get their house in order? I think it's interesting, you know, the, the, the biggest problem that most companies are going to have immediately is going to be where they can't predict which, where to prioritise their debts. Uh, and, and I think his, you know, prior to the pandemic, 
as businesses, we would be more um, tolerant on slow payment. We would kind of uh, be more forgiving of the relationship. And I, I think we have no, there's a big blind spot. We have no idea what any company in this country has done apart from your own company in the last 10 months. The government have given us or all businesses an extra three month extension on filing accounts. So we've got another 11 months ahead of us as a blind spot. So we've got, we're in the middle of this um, company reporting blind spot, so to speak. So all I would say is, is just try where possible to be consistently on top of the debtors that you're chasing and where you feel that you have adequate concern, don't leave it as long as you would previously because bad debts are gonna get higher and you know, get your debts chased and, and escalate them externally, um, you know, as soon as you can. I wouldn't be too comfortable as a business holding any debts at the moment. They're probably anywhere between 60 plus, 90 plus at the most. Because, you know, everyone's right? going to take, well, I think everyone's going to start taking advantage. And what's, and what's the sort of standard for that? I think historically I would still be the same as 60 to 90, but I just think companies themselves let debts go too far. You know, I think um, from what we see, it generally depends on business sector. What I see on the, uh, the you know the debt recovery business that I own, that it's it depends on different businesses and business types on, on when they pass the debts. Um, obviously, there's more emphasis on your own cash flow, so I think I would err caution on it on, on anything because I think at the moment all businesses are being kind of propped up by loans, uh, you know, not all, but a lot of businesses being propped up by loans and therefore those are, that's where you've got to be more concerned. Um, if you looked at an age debt report pre-pandemic, most businesses would probably be putting in a bad debt provision of, you know, 1%, 2%. Post-pandemic, you know, maybe the provision will be more 10 15%. Yeah. And, and so, so when you're looking at and and sort of growing the business as you are as, as you are at the moment and sort of uh, increasing the sort of uh, visibility of, of debt register tell us a little bit about some of the companies that you're able to help and who should be getting in touch with you i think the reality is there is no kind of company type per se because of the fact that debt register works on commercial debt so i guess that's the only criteria do you sell to other companies uh, debt register can communicate in french yeah. italian spanish and german so it can also help with international debt one of the things that we made uh, debt register very good at is it, it doesn't care about jurisdiction clause. So when you're chasing international debts, jurisdiction clause adds into the kind of cost-effective equation. So it, it kind of removes the, uh, you know, this isn't cost-effective to pursue. And the same for lower balance debts, you know, uh, debt register enables you to charge interest and compensation under the Late Payment of Commercial Debts Act. So even if you've got a low balance debt, debt register can still help you. Um, and the idea really for debt register is to try and provide a cost neutral service. So where the interest and compensation has been added, that can be recovered from the debtor. And that's automatically calculated when you upload the debt, if you choose to add it into your parameters. Yeah, so, so it's, it's really interesting, Gary, with, with, what you're, with what you're talking about there. But also tell us a little bit about what's, what's coming forward and what you've got to, uh, what you've got to look forward to. You, you, you mentioned before about investing in technology, making it even more intuitive and efficient. What's debt register got in store for 2021? I think, you know, our plan is to just grow what we've built. Um, we want to take the product stateside. So that's obviously on our plan. Um, we've built, or I'm building at the moment, a team around me to, to, to grow the business um, from, you know, PR, finance to, you know, advisors. And then at some point, we'll probably look at some sort of investment. It's not on our radar at the moment. We've got 
adequate funds. We've been quite fortunate. We've sold a few licenses to corporates that, um, you know, this solves a problem that a lot of corporate, well, all corporates have. So, so um, you know, when the debts are high numbers, the corporates are willing to pay accordingly. So from that perspective, I think we'll see what happens, but we do recognize that the platform has scalability um, and we intend to try and ride the wave that's coming. So this time next year, global domination. Yeah, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> Gary, listen, it's a, it's a, it's a fascinating business and, and look, you, you told me to, uh, to try it before we broadcasted and, and, and uh, you know, put your, uh, Put your confidence in the in the product and and hey presto it was absolutely fantastic when we, when we took it out i'm looking forward to working with you a lot more in the future as well um for other people who, who've watched this and want to find out a little bit more we're going through similar sort of uh, issues around around that what's the best way of them getting in touch with you uh they can either find me on linkedin or they can go on our website uh, debtregister.com um there's an ability for a free trial we happy to let anybody have the go on the platform free of charge like you did yourselves and and you know get their debts collected um, we learn as much from people using this platform, uh, you know, so it's not all about at this point generating revenue. It's about making the user experience as slick as possible. So we value all feedback that we get. So, yeah, happy to help where we can. Fantastic. Well, look, from my recommendation and my experience so far, I, I highly, uh, highly recommend everyone to get on, uh, get on board as well. It's been brilliant um, getting to know you, getting to find out a little bit more about the company, the product. Love talking to you about it again today, Gary. Thank you so much for coming on FinTech Focus TV. Thank you all for watching. And we'll see you soon on another episode. Gary, thanks very much. Thank you, Toby. Have a good day.